0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to First Listen Media. Today, I'm here with Taylor from Left to Suffer. What's up, man?
1: What's poppin'? What's poppin'? How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
1: Another day of paradise, bro. You know what they say?
0: Hell yeah. (sighs) Tell me, where did Left to Suffer begin?
1: Uh, that's a story. Um, that's uh, so Peter and Jacob were in this band called Lost at Last way back in the day, probably about four years ago. And uh, I was in another local band and our bass player Christian was also in another local band. And we all kind of like met through local shows and stuff. And uh, so then we ended up like, you know, all piecing together. Coming together, we were Lost at Last for about a year or two. And then we met our manager, Jeff, which is, you know, the man. And he was like, "You need to change your name." When we all started writing music together, that was like decent, you know what I mean? We were like, "Hell yeah!" So we wrote "Burden," and uh, and lost at last, and just for now. And then we changed our name to "Left to Suffer," and then the rest is history. After that, you know what I mean? Like that was like that was like the watered down story. I could have gone into like hella specifics, but like, it really, I mean, at the end of the day, we just kind of all, you know, met up, we vibed. And then we wrote cool music together, you know what I mean, when we became my brother. So, you know, that's it's fucking rad.
0: Nice. I love that. Like, when you meet the right people, the music just flows naturally.
1: Yeah, man. It's been, like, I'm writing right now. Like, literally, I'm at my house, and uh, I, like, walked out here to do this while we were writing a song, so.
0: Oh, nice. All right. So, I know you mentioned the name Change. What inspired the name Change? Like, what what inspired the name Left to Suffer?
1: So, uh, my, like, take, I mean, it's kind of, like, up for interpretation, but, like, my taking of the name is, like, we all, you know, at one point in our lives are down in our luck, you know what I mean? Like, when I was first starting in Lost at Last before our name changed, I was homeless, and I was, like, living at a motel, like, kind of just transitioned out of, mo- like, living out of my car, and, you know, I felt pretty left to suffer, you know what I mean? Like, just by everything in life, and it was just kind of a you know it's like a spark you know what i mean so it's like it's basically like acknowledging the bad like when you're left to suffer and like a being able to like overcome those differences and like just be a you know badass motherfucker when you want to you know what i mean like it's just kind of a it's a it's a constant grind you know and that's just like it's a it's a constant reminder for me you know
0: yeah i feel that like everyone suffers with something and being able to overcome it is something that you want to take pride in because a lot of people don't get that far, unfortunately. Yep. How would you Mm -hmm. um, describe your music? In what way? Like message meaning?
1: So I mean, all of our songs pretty much are different because I write about a bunch of just like different things that either I'm dealing with at the time or I've dealt with in prior situations. And uh, I mean, it's all pissed, you know what I mean? Like, all of our music is just pissed off because I just, I mean, it's just, like, they write really anger-inducing riffs, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's, like, whenever yeah. I go and I sit down to write, like, my vocal parts and stuff, it becomes, like, a, you know, it's, like, a therapy moment for me, you know? Like, every time I go into to write, it's, like, you know, what am I dealing with or what do I want to write about that I've dealt with in the past that can, like, you know, I can get off my chest, you know? And it's, like, our whole last EP was about like the grieving process, right? So it's like, you know, I, you know, have been through several different things in my life that have just like fucked me up. And then it's kind of just like acknowledging those demons and like, you can be pissed at them, but also like, you know, using an outlet like music, it's like, I'm, I'm able to get it out in like a healthy way and not like lashing out at the people around me or like whatever, you know? And it's just acknowledge, It's just acknowledging inner demons, dude. That's all our music is. Is just acknowledgement of your own faults and like being able to just like deal with it, you know?
0: Dude, I live for that kind of music because that music is honestly a lot, well, some of the most helpful and the most powerful for people who are suffering like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Which is why I've been a big fan of Let the Suffer since I found you guys. Hell yeah. My next question is, um, how did DNR come together and what was it like working with Ricky and Will?
1: Okay, so Ricky and Will are my homies, dude. I've been friends with them for a minute. We went on a little tour with Lorna Shore, which brought us closer. So, I mean, that was pretty easy working with both of them because before we even did the song, I was already friends with them. You know what I mean? So <laughs> whenever we went into the studio, I remember, like, the day we went in to write that song. Or, like, we went in to write a song, and it turned into DNR. And we, like, went in there, and we were like, damn, dude, like... I just want to, we just want to write something heavy. You know, we were just like, fuck it. We're just going to write a heavy-ass song. Wrote DNR. And then we had it, my whole, all my vocals were on the whole song. We were like, whatever. We weren't going to have a feature on it. And then I was like, Ricky, do you want to be on the end of it? He was like, fuck yeah. So he put his feature on. And then we went on that run with Lorna Shore. And then I became like, we became really close with Will and all of Lorna Shore. Like, those are our homies. Like, fucking would die for those dudes. And... After that, like, me and Will talk pretty much all the time, and then I was like, just one day, I was like, yo, would you want to, like, feature on a Left to Suffer song? And he was like, fuck yeah. So I sent him DNR, I was like, fuck it, Will, like, Ricky's already on this, like, do you want to just throw your vocals on this? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, sick. And then (laughs) we threw it to him, and it just kind of, like, fell together, and, like, both of them are just really awesome dudes. So it was just like, it was super easy and very straightforward and not really complicated whatsoever because they're just awesome. So I'm sorry, they just struck
0: You're fine. Dude, that's like one of my favorite, sorry, that's one of my favorite songs by you guys. So I loved hearing yeah, that.
1: Man, that. That song is fun to play live. It's the hardest one we have though.
0: What was the lyrical inspiration
1: for that one? So DNR is basically about this sounds, like, really shitty, <laughs> but, like, it's, like, it's basically about, like, you know, you're at the end of your rope, right? And it's, like, you're just kind of, like, done, and you don't want anyone to save you, so, like, the whole song is just, like, a pit of despair, you know what I mean? It's all just, like, nah, man, like, I'm done, like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to deal with this, like, pain anymore. So, like, the whole thing is just, like, you know, the DNR stands for do not resuscitate, right? So it's, like, you know... You just want to fucking kind of stay out and like you don't really want any help.
0: Yeah, honestly, I've been on that road before, so right. hearing that that's the reason for DNR, fucking hell, makes yeah. me love the song a lot more. To be honest, oh, yeah.
1: it's a it's a it's a banger, man.
0: Oh, it is. <laughs> I oh my god, funny story. I was blasting that like 3 a.m. because I was home by myself. Everyone was gone, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I just <laughs> hooked up my speaker like i have um yeah. big ass yeah. speakers behind me and i just hook those up and like let's do it fuck yeah <laughs> that's beast so how was that tour
1: you guys went on recently with body snatcher man that shit was crazy dude that was like definitely like one of the best like months and a half of like my entire life dude like it was like our first like real taste of being out there and seeing people react to our music and like all across America. Cause like that was our first full U S tour. Right. And so like, we were, we were playing in these cities that we had never played in before. And like, you know, anger and loathe obviously are like our two biggest songs. And people were just like knowing all the words to it and shit. And it was just like, so mind boggling that like, I'm like literally a complete day away on the opposite side of the country from my house. And like, people are just fucking going crazy. Like dude, Sacramento was one of the best dates. And that is on Smack Dad, literally the other side of the country. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's so just like,
1: crazy how that even works. Like, it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that shit sometimes. And it just happens. And, like, people are just screaming that, like, one line, the fuck your God is only son line, right? And then it's just like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like all of these people are chanting that shit at you all at once. It's just like, geez, dude, this is crazy.
0: I wish I made the show in Hartford. I'm so mad I wasn't able to get to it. Dude, like, I found out. I literally found out the day of, and I'm like,
1: shit. Dude, both times we played in Hartford, because we played in Hartford with Lorna Shore in Last 10 at the Webster, but in the big room. And then on that Body Snatcher tour, we oversold the small room. So it was, like, jam-packed, like, wall-to-wall. Like, it was just not. It was fucked up, like, how crazy that fucking show was.
0: I know. I wish I could have made it. Ah. Yeah,
1: dude. Maybe next year. We missed out on a banger.
0: Maybe next year.
1: For sure, yeah. We'll be on the road again.
0: What's it like going on the road? What, do you have any funny stories from your travels?
1: I mean, every day is a funny story, dude. It's like <laughs> you're basically just waking up in random-ass cities or kind of just vibing with your best friends, dude. Like, it's all just kind of like a whole fever dream. Like, once you get home, you're like, whoa, does that even happen? But, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, like, any specific funny stories because, like, there's just, like, touring with Boundaries, And Body Snatcher and Mouth for War was just, like, always a good time. So we were always just goofing off and, like, fucking having fun and shit. It was just kind of, like, there's just too many to even think of one right now, to be honest with you, because it's overwhelming to even think about. (laughs) That's great. Oh,
0: man. Well, all I got to say is next time I'm definitely going to one of your shows. If I find out soon enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, bro. Come through, man. They're a vibe, for sure. Our shows get crazy, so
0: dude, I love those kind of shows. I'm just so mad. I found out the day of and it was like an hour before. I'm like, are you kidding? So I literally <laughs> found out right before you guys were getting, getting on stage and I'm like,
1: fuck. Yeah, that sucks.
0: I know. It sucks so bad.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, man.
0: It's alright. Hey, next time I'll definitely make it for sure.
1: Absolutely, bro. We'll be back. We love Hartford. The place is at.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good venues here. Oh, yeah. All right, my next question is, who would you love to collaborate with? I already know you worked with Lorna Shore and Of Sulphur. I think that's how you you pronounce it.
1: Yeah, Of Sulphur. So, man, we've already had so many features because, like, we had Tom Barber on a song. We had Lockie from Alpha Wolf on a song. Rio from Crystal Lake on a song. Um, Just trying to think of, like, anyone. I mean, like, Phil Bozeman, Darius from Spite. Jonathan Davis from corn, fucking Lint Biscuit, you know what I mean? Like whatever, you know, just like things that are just kind of irrationally big that are like hard to think about, like, you know, stuff like that would be sick. But uh yeah, I mean dreams for sure, like Fred Durst, Jonathan Davis, like fucking anything of that nature. Cause we're all like huge new metal fans. Like like my whole band is just new metal fans. So
0: Yeah, I love corn, man.
1: Dude, say we are literally just deathcore corn. We're death corn, dude.
0: Yes, <laughs> my man.
1: Yeah, man, it's beast.
0: Yeah, that's great. I want to see them live so badly. Like that'd be great. To so good. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: ever since the pandemic, it's been a bitch trying to go to shows.
1: Yeah, I get it, dude.
0: Like venues here just started reopening, and I'm like, holy crap. Yep. Took a <laughs> huh? Yeah. All right, what is the best piece of advice you can give to your fellow musicians and your listeners?
1: Man, I say this shit on stage sometimes, man, it's like uh man, music or anything in in life that's like worth fighting for is worth you have to fight for. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you have to you have to constantly co- like just oh all the time be overcoming the odds because like nothing that's like being like in the music industry or like being a doctor or being a fucking lawyer or whatever the fuck you want to do if you want to be a fucking garbage guy you know what i mean like whatever like be the best garbage guy you can be you know what i mean like there's no point of doing anything half-assed so if you're going to do something to do it to the fullest of your abilities like rely on the people around you don't think that you know everything because the second that you close your ears you will never learn another thing a day in your life you know because if you think you know everything there's no space for you to learn anything, you know? Cause like, you're just, you're just automatically throwing out the thing, the like the the brain power to even learn anything. So it's like, you have to constantly be evolving and just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an uphill battle, dude. There's no, there's no end to it either. Even like people who are like, you know, like Billy Eilish and bring you the horizon and fucking all these huge, like acts that are just like, you think that they're massive. They're still grinding all the time. You know what I mean? They're not just, sitting at their house and like oh whatever like well you know it, it is what it is like their lives are, are constant like doing something you know what i mean that involves their job and if you want it to be a job you have to treat it like a job you know yeah it's a hard reality you know a lot of people don't want to hear that it's hard and that they have to like work for it it's just like nothing ever is going to be handed to you you know
0: of course honestly <laughs> The things that are the most easiest to obtain in life are usually never worth the time. The things you got to work for are always worth it.
1: Yep. Because it's just like, is that more gratifying at the end of the day? Because, like, I mean, bro, if you have, like, a fucking donut right in front of you, like, and you have to, like, go through all of these trials and tribulations to eat that donut, once you get to that donut, it's going to be that much more delicious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just walking up to it you're like, oh, cool, a donut, you enjoy it in the moment, and then you never think about it again. But, like, and in the end, after you do all of this shit to get to that donut, you're like, oh, okay, cool, eat the donut. Then you're like, damn, I really worked for that bitch, dude. Like, that shit's, like, that shit was dope, you know? Yes. Same I love thing. That. I
0: love that answer. All right, my second-to-last question is, what is next for Love to Suffer?
1: <sighs> What's not next, bro? We're doing everything all the time. You know what I mean? Like, we're confirming show we just announced a huge festival um we are constantly writing like i'm still doing that right now you know what i mean and we have a whole grouping of music that we're currently releasing and we're already writing for the next release you know what i mean so it's it's like i said it's a constant grind and we're going to be touring and we're going to be releasing music and that's just like you're going to constantly be seeing left supper you know we're gonna put that shit in your face till y'all are sick of it
0: <laughs> i'm never gonna get sick of it so i cannot <laughs> see, wait to see what's next. a
1: lot of people man, a lot of people want more which is cool which we're gonna keep giving them more man
0: i look forward to that i am Hell, super. yeah i do too because releasing music is like
1: fucking crack to me
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> my final question of the evening is do you have any questions for me
1: Nah man, I mean I appreciate you fucking having me on your little your little podcast thing, man. It's been fucking really rad. I appreciate the uh, the patience and I appreciate it while while I deal with all of my things that I have constantly going on in my life because it's just like a constant, constant ever evolving wheel of shit that I have to deal with. So it is it was, what it is. I it was right.
0: This was worth the wait.
1: Hell yeah. I'm this glad. was I'm that glad. this was
0: the trials to get to that donut.
1: Yeah, bro. Facts, dude. Got to fucking put in that leg work, man. I feel you
0: definitely. And Hell thank yeah. you again for being here. This has been great. Because yeah, honestly, absolutely. music like this is why I'm alive. It's why I started this little podcast. Because, like, metal got me out of a very deep suicidal depression. And as yep. soon as I recovered, I just wanted to help bands. So I started this up. I went in blind, and I'm still going like full gun, full speed steam ahead.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, that's just how it works, dude. You got to fucking give back to what gives to you, you know? Exactly. And that's why I, I do not regret this at all. I
0: love doing these. You meet some amazing fucking people.
1: Dude, facts, man. I mean, that's just the same thing with music, bro. Like, I'm, I'm constantly meeting people that I've looked up to or, like, people that are just awesome individuals that I get to meet. And I'm like, wow, dude, you're fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a cool community, man. It's a good good fucking time. Metal has definitely saved my life on more than one occasion as well. So I understand yeah. where you're coming from.
0: Uh, thank you for your kind words and thank you for being here. This it's is no problem great. at all. Man. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. You have uh-huh. a wonderful day and I hope to see new content soon. You will, bro. Promise.